Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. I think we've forgotten what the show is about. It's called have a drink, not have some eggs. Although it does sound tasty. Today we're talking about egg drinks. And no, we aren't drinking raw eggs. Instead, we're going to talk about how you can incorporate eggs into your drinks. So grab some nog or maybe some sort of fizz and join us as we have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Oh. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> uh, thank you. When was the last time they did that bit? Was it like 20 years ago? Isn't the guy who does Dr. Nick dead? Is he? Who did Dr. I Nick? Don't, I don't remember. I, can't, I thought they discontinued the character for some reason. I mean, Hank Azaria has taken over like ninety percent of the cast. Yeah, we've got to solve this. Is Doctor Nick dead? Yep. Nick Simpsons. Simpsons. Doctor Nick. <laughs> well, we, we're not even. We're like. We're in the intro. Not even a full minute in. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's that's my bad. Uh. I'm, oh, I think he died in the, the, the movie is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he does the goodbye, everybody. Goodbody. Yeah. yeah. And they, they were like, no, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Hi. What's everybody been up to? Oh, nothing much. Just... No, no, no upcoming plans of any kind? No, I, I can't imagine what would give you that impression. <laughs> For audio listeners, uh, Chris is sitting there with a uh, uh, a jack o' lantern Mickey Mouse hat uh, and a flashing uh, Mickey Mouse uh, uh, Halloween themed uh, necklace. And you're forgetting my uh, haunted mansion Hawaiian shirt and my matching haunted mansion. Uh... The the shirt's a little difficult for me to pick out from from this. The others are kind of overpowering the image. <laughs> my epilepsy. My, my matching magic band that has the hatbox ghost on it. Uh, I, I you know I'm not excited for anything. No, <laughs> couldn't be anything coming up. Oh yeah, and then I was trying to show you during the intro. Uh, I can There's... peel open the brain, and it's Chippendale. Oh, that's cool. Uh, a very. I was upset this year because they're not. There's nothing like this. 
Like there are this these crap little vinyl headbands instead of Mickey ears. It's just two little pumpkins. And I was like, that sucks. <laughs> like let's break out our Mickey ears from a decade ago. <laughs> that don't fit. I mean, look at it on my head. But they that's, fit Emmett, and that's the important part. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so yeah, you guys are you're heading on down to Disney next week, looking for ourselves uh, fun. Heading on down I, to Florida. Yeah, this time next week we will probably be in Florida State. Yeah, we won't, but <laughs> be wasting away again in Margaritaville. Really? This time in a week exactly, I'll probably be getting up and getting the car ready for us to head out of Tennessee. Are you all driving overnight? Yes. Oh. That's why when we get when we get to the Halloween party, my first stop is going to be uh Joffrey's Joffrey's for a uh cold brew pumpkin coffee. Um, why why Game of Thrones is not owned by Disney. <laughs> it's a it, it's a weird Floridian coffee chain. Hmm. I don't know, man. It's a weird. It's a weird chain to uh, to decide to pick up for. Uh, it's like, yeah, no, they're just big Game of Thrones fans, and they picked the character everyone hates the most. Disney had it first. Disney. I um, I did pick up some Joffrey's Fall Blend coffee for the room. Just, just picturing a little blonde-headed king <laughs> screaming about killing people. I mean, there we get we'll have free coffee in there. Bag. I know, but like it'll only last so long. <laughs> we tell him we need another bag. <laughs> Sir, this is your third bag this morning. Yeah, we drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> Have you walked these parks? Do you even filter your liver? Come on. I gotta be regular. Do you know how much I drink? Oh, the, uh, one of my bosses was talking about having a little, little bourbon coffee to me while we were discussing something and he just, and someone else was on the line and just went, when are you drinking bourbon coffee? You know, like a Saturday or a Sunday, Sunday before church. Sometimes it helps. <laughs> That's fair. That's what you need. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right. Well, I'm just curious if uh, I guess the the Disney trip has consumed all. Yes, pretty uh, much. My boss knows. Don't ask me for crap right now. <laughs> I am checked out. Bit of the itis. I uh I spent this past um, Friday sending messages to everybody. Hey, I'm going to be gone week after next. Um, are you good covering for me? Because <laughs> I'm deleting every work app off of my phone. <laughs> yeah, I I purposely like we use Teams at work. I purposely don't have it on my my phone right now until like I am like forced to as like I need to be in touch for something. <laughs> I'm like no. No, I need to separate because otherwise, I will not. I will not stop working. And so somehow I forgot until the cat just like tickled my foot. We got oh, our, yes. we got the cats fixed yesterday. That's really what I was thinking of, and I was like, oh well, we're not going to talk about. It. It's a very private matter for your cats, so 
about their privates. Yes, as they roll over and show you their scars or the the actual <laughs> like open wounds. Well, they're is not she open. Okay? I don't know where she is. Okay. She's she no, did. She's sitting over here in the floor, staring off at nothing because these cats are high as it gets. <laughs> It took them a full 24 hours to figure out how to drink water again. Yeah. <laughs> They're not low. Uh, yeah, they are definitely not low. <laughs> They've been, I mean, it's it's been a trip to watch them. They're just like rubbing on everything. Oh, it feels great. Oh, man. I, I, I made this joke before, uh, when you were first telling me about this, but I'm just picturing your cat sitting there like, pause. They can touch everything but themselves. Oh, wait. <laughs> but it's, I mean, they they were so scared of everything at first. It took them forever to come back out of their little crate. And I think they slept in it last night because we just, like, left it open. And it's, like, the only place they felt safe. Because it's where they, like, mm-hmm. regained consciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it was... Strange when I discovered our cats are just glued together. Like, they just literally super glued the cats together. I mean, it cuts down on them needing to, uh, uh, like, have you come back in and have them, like, remove stitches. Yeah, yeah. I, I like how Brittany, she's like, I thought they said uh, sutures, but she's like, I think they said gloochers. Was that it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Gloochers <laughs> sounds dirty. It, it really does. <laughs> Oh, I was working my gluchers. Mm. All mm. up in them gluchers. <laughs> Gah. Uh. Clap them gluchers. <laughs> oh, no. But the cats, have, yeah, they've just been high, and it's been hilarious to watch and kind of infuriating because it's <laughs> them relearning to drink water has not been a uh, a clean thing because like they're just like dipping their paws in the water and trying to bring it to their mouth and it's like they forgot they have tongues and then one of them just laid literally laid his face in there and started opening and closing his mouth <laughs> just, pack man and, just pack men and water in yeah uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. is this how I'm... you do it this is how they do it sorry uh-huh. You know, it was finally this morning that they they discovered. Oh, I can I can just use my tongue and lap this. Oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, well, this is much more efficient. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Casey, what have you been up to? Hmm. Well, it has been a very busy week so far. Well, um, we saw we saw child labor was involved, but yeah, on uh, Labor Day was that what we just had? Is that the yes. holiday? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I took the day, well, I had the day off work and said, oh, this is a great day to go and do something that usually only happens on work days, weekdays for me and went to Lincoln County produce auction. Oh, so if you've ever been to a produce auction or if you haven't, I guess, um, it's where your local mom and pop grocery stores go to buy the produce that they get a lot of times. So instead of like Walmart and coming in on giant 18 wheeler, these people go down and, you know, box trucks or whatever, load up a couple pallets of, of fruit, vegetables, whatever, and um, bring it back. And that's what they use for the month or the week or however long they need it. Happens good old, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Good old fruit vegetables. Yep. Um, so I went down. I was like, awesome. This is an auction. Uh, so it gets a little bit like intense in there. 
We started off over. They, it's the time of year where, some, and they're all Amish or Mennonite, technically, probably. Some old Mennonite woman pulls out a switchblade and just starts stabbing people when they try to outbid her. <laughs> um, there was a pretty hateful Mennonite woman because one of the, one like young guy who was it was his first time just went and picked up like a bag of apples from a uh, a thing and like brought it over like he wanted to buy it like a normal store <laughs> and she got a little irate with them <laughs> over it. That's not how we do it. <laughs> Uh, but so I go in, buy a, a few mums for the front. You know, there are probably, I don't know, a few, maybe eight or 900 mums that go through the auction. Uh, we buy three. We get to my, hundred? what I'm, huh? Hundred? Eight or 900. Yeah. No, 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 no. The, You, you bought 300? Oh, no. We bought just three oh. of the mums. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, we go over to the, the portion that I'm there. I'm looking to get like cheap produce. Um, hmm. I want to can. I want to get things going. That's what we've been doing all day is canning. Get things going for the for for you know storing up food. Um, we get over to the that portion of the auction, and I'm looking, and I'm like, okay, uh, there's some peppers. I want some peppers. I bid on some peppers. I got like nine pecks of bell peppers for something like seventeen dollars. Like great deal. Like lots of peppers, pounds, and like. Pounds of peppers that are in the freezer now. Because would you call pe- it a bukkake of peppers? A bukkake of peppers. I, I have a, I have a a a a, a, a similar. St- I have a I have a, a story you reminded me of, but we'll, I, I'll get to it in a minute. <laughs> so I'm intending. I'm wanting to make uh, sauce, like tomato sauce. Can mm-hmm. it? Jar it, and then you know have that for the next few years. So my intent is to buy a couple hundred pounds of of tomatoes. So we get up there and I get we get to one and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna bid on these and I get in for a good price. I get like a dollar twenty a pound on first run tomatoes, like the first like what you would normally get for very top end tomatoes at the supermarket. Dollar twenty pound. I'm like, okay, I buy, you know, 120 pounds of them. So or no, hundred pounds of those tomatoes. I'm like, okay, I got I got enough tomatoes, I think, but maybe I need a few more. <laughs> auctioneers talking fast we go down a few more lots and i start bidding again and i'm like oh now i've bought another 300 pounds of tomatoes <laughs> <clears throat> and so i'm like all right that's a lot of tomatoes but because i, I was like i want to buy the, once you've been on it you, if you're for the winner you get to pick like how much you want and i'm like okay give me this many and the guy's like it's got to be in fives and i'm like oh Okay, so we end up that I have to buy multiple 25-pound boxes of <laughs> of these tomatoes. Um, 250 pounds of 25-pound oh, boxes, to be perfectly honest. Mm. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'm good on tomatoes. I got 350 pounds of tomatoes now, 370 pounds of tomatoes set back. We're good on tomatoes. Been canning tomatoes all day. Um, so now we move on to my next thing, which is potatoes. Get like, now I've got, 150 pounds of tomato potatoes that I've got put back because I bought like five hash half bushels. I thought you were about to say five hash browns. I was gonna say it's a nice, nice plate of hash browns. Mm. We get to the watermelons, which is what I'm there for. Like I, I'm, I'm like that's I want to go and make a good watermelon beer. I know I need about 20 watermelons to make this watermelon beer. You need one watermelon for every five gallons or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get to the watermelons and I'm like, all right, I'm going to bid on some watermelons. And the guy says 30. 
that that seemed to be like the cut that you could buy. Like the other things was five cases or whatever. This seemed to be 30 watermelons. So I thought, okay, 30, that's what I can buy on this one. Um, I know what my price point is and what I can afford and what I, I need to be at and what cash I brought with me. And so I'm like, okay, let me bid. And so I bid and, and I get the watermelons for $3 a piece. And he's like, do you want one or two? And I'm like, oh, I want, I want 30 watermelons. He's like, no, do you want one or two pallets? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually bought 60 watermelons. Yeah. An entire pallet of watermelons. <laughs> And we had to fit those suckers in the back of a minivan. Mm-hmm. With two kids mm-hmm. riding on top. Oh, luckily we did not bring the kids. Like, we were like, no, we'll leave the kids back with Grammy and Grandpa. But um, but the wheels on the back of the minivan were were into down, the hubs. Down. You could not see the wheel tops because they were inside the car. He was, uh, mm-hmm. he was really stressing that suspension. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we had a... You he may- hits one pothole and the uh, <laughs> the whole back tie, a uh, whole back axle just stays behind. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and suggest you get that looked at before you get on the road <laughs> trying to drive to Orlando. Oh, we it's good now now that the watermelons are out of it. But like we probably had, <laughs> well, the watermelons alone were close to like 1,400 pounds. So <laughs> just for that, <laughs> all right. Can't take, can't take a curb too quick because uh, the back end's going to slide out. Mm-hmm. I thought you were Gallagher four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we would have been dead with 350 pounds of box tomatoes and you know 1,400 pounds of watermelons cr- crashing through the front. They there thought ain't no you, way. they thought you were ready for the worst comedy show, just ready to to to, to heckle. That was very specific. Just ah, I was talking about throwing, not not doing a Gallagher show. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Making sure we were clear. I, I'm ready for either. I'm stocked on ponchos. It's true. <laughs> uh, also, like, you're gonna get sick of tomatoes. I feel like. I right? mean, it's like, gonna last for years. <laughs> no, I know, yeah. but like, do mm. you? How often do you get sick of like? Well, you get sick of uh, uh, you know, fresh cut tomatoes. Then you start frying them. You get sick of fried tomatoes. Gonna, you know. Move on to spaghetti. Use some tomato sauce. Get tired of that. Move on to uh, pizza sauce. Get tired yeah. of that. Chili. Tired of that. Stewed potato. <laughs> tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I love some like, sun dried tomatoes. Yeah. But I said, that said, I get heartburn just thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, hmm. It sounds delicious. Doesn't work for everyone. I want it to. That's what today was, was more or less just juicing all the tomatoes or pulping all the tomatoes and then injecting testosterone into these tomatoes so they (laughs) they get ripped. Different juicing. So Mm. how stained are your hands? I'm Mm. pretty good. I've got gloves because whenever I worked on my first box, um, I did like the first day we came back, I did like a 25 pound box just to kind of test things out. And uh, I was like, no, this, the, the tomato acid, like, itches you to death it like eats your skin away yeah how stained are your children they're pretty good like the Mm. tomatoes weren't staining bad i was pretty happy but like that was pre pre pre-cooked tomato stage so Mm. at that stage you've got really issues well all right yeah we saw i guess we saw some of the 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 canning or whatever with the picture of uh, you getting 
getting ready with your your kids. We just went. That's some mm-hmm. child labor right there. That's that's how we do it. That's why you have kids. Let me see if I can send. I'll send you a stack of some of the tomatoes through the group chat. Here. Good lord. And then that's not. I know. I well, I know, but I'm like looking at those. Like I remember those boxes from like wow. working in cafeterias and food. And there's the back of the car. <laughs> oh, I knew those seats had to be down, but God, the melons <laughs> are just absurd. <laughs> oh my God! To... And you're ready for a charger. <laughs> yeah, I have to think. Like, God, if anybody else were to, like. I need to know what goes on in people's heads if they see that inside of that. Like, what are these people doing? It's like very specific. Uh, like, that's a lot of tomatoes and watermelon. I like period. The, I like yep. the KitchenAid in front of all of them. Just like, oh, yeah. It's kind of like when, uh, what was it? Before, before the brewery, when you were trying your hand at making cider, and you're like, well, we're going to test this juicer's limits. And then you juice like <laughs> yes. however many, like 100 pounds of apples or something through it. Yep. That's exactly what it, like, it no, kind of seemed is, like. You're just like, I just bought this little thing at Walmart. And <laughs> you're like, we're putting yeah. it to its paces. <laughs> the first uh, the first time I've used my brew setup in like three and a half years was today. And it was to boil tomato sauce down. <laughs> mm-hmm. That makes sense. 10 gallons at a time. Multifunctional. You don't work yeah. on those such small batches anymore. Your batches are a lot bigger. I'm a, I'm a go big. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Bob, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I got older. Uh, so there's mm-hmm. that. Uh, <laughs> my birthday was uh, over Labor Day weekend. Uh, went back home, visited some family. My nieces came in uh, to, to see me. I got to see all of them, which was a nice... Uh, but the uh, my oldest niece is uh, engaged, and her fiance came down with her. Got to meet him, you and got to meet his... your shotgun. <laughs> uh, no, we, we we stopped that teasing once they're out of high school. But my I, I my uh, my middle niece has started dating, and I told her, I mean, that's fine. Like Addie, I've told you, you can't date till you're thirty. That's like when it, Kennedy's dating. I was like, look, I didn't have time to enforce these rules on her. <laughs> when they get out of high school, that's when it stops being teasing and it's just legitimate threats. It's true. Uh, but they, uh, uh, what I did find was a little funny was uh, the, that uh, uh, as he is, you know, they're going to get married. I was like, well, he can fit into the family because uh, his birthday is in the right spot. My youngest niece's birthday is around, I would think it's like the 25th. I'd have to double check. Uh, but it's like hers is one uh, is is like, you know, a few days ahead of my father's birthday, who's a week ahead of mine. I had an uncle that's passed that had his uh, birthday in the middle there. We've got another cousin that's got his birthday on the 7th. Awesome. So he's literally just like doop, 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 doop. And this this guy's birthday was on the 2nd. And I just went... <laughs> You picked the right time. Picked the right time to be born. Welcome to the family. You'll fit right in. <laughs> it's uh, just like my, you guys are all just the transition to fall. That's the family that we do here. The fam. Our, my family got very bored. Gets very bored during the winter. <laughs> and around December, they've got nothing to do. And nine months later, children come out. 
so the uh, 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 but it was it was good to get to spend time with uh, with some of them. Uh, uh, Casey's little uh, 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 experience with produce uh, and getting a peck of stuff reminded me that they are having uh, for my work. Next month, they're having an employee appreciation day, and they were getting RSVPs now because they were getting the tickets. And they're like, "Make sure you t- let us know uh, who's wanting to come out." And they're going to uh, some farm where you can pick your own pumpkins. <laughs> and I looked at it and I went, "No, I'm not doing this." And you know, some uh, so I, I you know just put on the RSVP thing. No, uh, someone asked me. They're like, "Oh." You uh, you, you go into the thing. I was like, no. I'm like, well, why not? And I was like, that's chores. <laughs> They're like, what? It's like, that's not fun. <laughs> this is what rich white people think is fun. This is like tourism towards like manual labor, so you get to feel like you were part of something once upon. This was just what I had to do when I my grandfather you know called up the hill and said we need someone to go move stuff. That was like just would, summers and weekends in eastern Kentucky. It's like when, yeah. when uh, me, mom, and Peepaw need some help out in the garden, guess what you're doing? You're going down. I didn't do a whole lot of it when I was a kid, but I had to do some every so often, try to help when I could. And they had a sizable garden, and there was a lot of uh, 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 bean stringing that had to, mm. had to happen. And uh, So, yeah, there's like, uh, <laughs> just looking down, going like, no. No, these are chores. Like, well, you can go like ride on a tractor. That's what you ride yeah. on the way to chores. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, this is stupid. Uh, like, I'm sure you guys will have a lovely time. I grew up with this stuff. I don't want it. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's about all that's been going on over on my end. Uh I believe we do have an episode to talk about. Been on that truck. Sneaky bastards. Been on that truck. Been on that truck. You're not that drunk. It's actually very true this time. (laughs) I'm warming up. I was like, I'm I'm making my way down to Margaritaville. You're going down, drunk. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Jimmy. Uh, real quick before we get started, when I think of Jimmy Buffett, I think of Margaritaville, and I think of which which bachelor party was it that had was it where we were at Margaritaville for it was it Chris's? It was mine. Yeah, yeah. So because I, I, I just remember sitting down there like, all right, this is the place. I mean, a bunch of fat bearded guys. It's like, yep, yes, yeah. we want this cheeseburgers is... and we want margaritas. It's good. Got some margs. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> on to the topic. Uh, history, uh, uh, talking about egg drinks, the history of egg whites in cocktails is longer than you'd think. The English uh, were toasting in the early 1800s, uh, oh, sorry, with an eight, early 1800s punch called lamb's wool, which contained uh, warm ale or mulled wine, sugar, nutmeg, eggs, toast, and crabs. Crab apples, not the other kind of crabs. I was going to say, good lord, the British have to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yes, but... 
Yeah, that's that's what they said during the 1800s. <laughs> no oh. one did it. Uh, whole eggs and egg yolks uh, have been used to create rich, decadent beverages such as the well-known seasonal eggnog and the uh, and the Tom and Jerry, as well as flip-style cocktails. Uh, flip, flip, flip Wilson. Uh, uh, there's a cha- uh, chance eggs were used in cocktails because they both increased the rich- richness and texture of it uh, and because they imparted some much-needed nu- uh, nutrition. But it wasn't until post-prohibition that imbibers really experienced the proliferation of egg-white-laced sours and fizzes, a trend that cemented itself into cocktail culture for good. Uh, the classic egg-white cocktail, uh, the whiskey sour, first appeared in Jerry Thomas's Bartender's Guide in 1862 and uh, was egg white, simple syrup, lemon juice, and whiskey. Notice this contains nothing of the sour mix uh, that most whiskey sours are uh, uh, adulterated with these days. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the thing. I was like, yeah, it, it, they created a trend, and then we found a thing that didn't go bad as quickly that we could stick in a freezer and not have to deal with eggs. Mm. Uh, but I do want a good whiskey sour with some eggs. I just didn't it's have any. So of the, good, yeah. I didn't have any eggs in the in the house today. I didn't want to go. To, I was like, uh, I could go to the store, or or I could sit down and watch watch YouTube videos for a couple hours or play Water Skate three. It, it, to me, anything is good, better than going to Kroger. So, <laughs> bless you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh. Uh, uh, Nope, read that bit. Uh, And then there is the Pisco Sour, which was invented in the early 20th century. Egg whites won't impart any noticeable eggy flavor to the drink. Uh, That's why the Pisco Sour tastes like a tart, doesn't taste like a tart custard. I do kind of want a tart custard, though. Uh, what it will do is enrich the texture of the drink. The same reason uh, we are able to make meringues. When you shake all the ingredients in an egg white drink, you're loosening up the egg's tight proteins. Incorporating tiny air bubbles, zip bubbles, uh, into those proteins to create a foam. Ideally, some of that foaminess is subtly integrated into the body of the drink, but you also have a nice cap of foam on top. Uh, we tend to think of eggs as a meal. I do, and I would like all of the bacon and eggs that you have. I want I'm eggs afraid. on all the burgers and oh, yeah. good egg on a burger is always someone's like offers that. I'm like, yes, please. Or, um, Hofbrau house and you can get your schnitzel and they're like, would you like an, uh, an egg on that? Yes, I would. Oh, at all times. Yes. Yeah. You offer an egg to be added onto something. You say yes. Mm-hmm. I'll take a schnitzel right now. Oh, I could go for a schnitzel. Ray, when someone asks if you're a god, you, are, you, you say, say yes. Yes. Uh, uh, but anyway eggs are very welcome in drinks as well it's more likely uh, that's how they were consumed before cooking them became common knowledge that seems weird this practice was uh, likely not uh, while not likely lost was not uh, really historically discussed peasants during the dark ages may have been drinking them but not raw they would mix them with milk alcohol and other spices to make a posset Possets were initially uh, either used as medicine or to keep warm overnight. 
Over time, the upper class adopted the beverage, uh, but used better liquor and spices. I am milk, eggs, alcohol, and spice. Well, I mean, it's just nog, I guess. Yeah, essentially. I, I, Which the um, very few articles I found on this, I'm like, well, I'm learning something here, though. I'm so yeah. excited for Nog already because apparently <laughs> the the Christmas drinks are already hitting. Like, there's a whole end cap at uh, Kroger. Kroger's just on crack. Like, I don't know what they're. There's they've like, had those creamers out since like last month. I'm like, like, here's your eggnog creamers. I'm just like, mm, eggnog, yeah. Um, at the brewery, I've created a bastardization. And I think it's actually going to sell. It's uh, of nog. No, but it's that season creep thing. Ah, okay. It's a um, pumpkin spice seltzer. Mm. Okay. Okay. No, thank you. That's a season yeah. creep. All the like, all well, the pumpkin stuff on creep. shelves now. Like, it's- oh, well, so it's not about the season. It's just seasony, like oh. just the seasonal beverage thing. But okay. the the oddity of it, because I I don't think I've seen a pumpkin spice seltzer from anybody so far. Braxton well, did one a few years ago. Oh, really? I do not know how it sold. The with the the Waterloo multi pack we got at Costco at the time that had the um, spiced apple oh, a God, seltzer that, is, so that is absolutely amazing. I'm not. Everything sounds okay. Like I'm gonna try it all. So I'm 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 on board. I don't know the uh, what was the one in the pack we just got that was just like eh. it wasn't as good though. Uh, meth. It was the meth one, flavored seltzer. One there was just a straight strawberry seltzer, and it was like, no, you got to mix your strawberry with something. This is raw raw berry. <laughs> raw berry. Get okay. some power thirst. All right, well, uh, back on topic here. Let's get eggy. Uh, as you can guess, this is a pretty rich drink. The alcohol itself was more a what is available question as opposed to a specific requirement. Sherry, also known as sack, was most common, as was beer, wine, and Madeira. Uh, with an adjustment to the recipe, it becomes a little different experience. The posset layers, uh, which a rich, with a rich foamy layer on top. Oh, that sounds with a rich <laughs> foamy layer on top. Uh, mm. Made made up made up. I should, no, I should just kept going with that voice. Foamy layer on top, made up of the curds of the milk. I think it ruins mm. it when you get to curds. That, that that never sounds like a nice word. Then, oh, but there's. Yeah, custardy layer in the middle. Oh, mm. oh I was trying to make a disgusting ASMR thing there, but we've got our audio levels, so I like I've got to like really eat the mic to do it, and it didn't work. Um, and an alcoholic layer on the bottom. Pots were made specifically to enjoy them, with a spout. And wait, pots were made specifically to enjoy them. Let that sink in. (laughs) With a spout that went right to the bottom layer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They say pots. I'm picturing like those uh, uh, water coolers. Like the, the, like, you know, it's (laughs) outdoor ones. Yeah, like the, and they've just like someone down there at the bottom going, ah, just pouring it straight in their mouth. Sure. So is this a posset pot? I guess so. 
You could have a bite of curd, then wash it down with a sip of alcohol. Nope. Oh, God, no. Look, it's like 100 degrees here. This this sounds Sounds atrocious. horrible. It was a popular dish for roughly two centuries, then started to fall out of favor. Could global warming have had something to do with that? <laughs> I was just going to say that uh, they started discovering that flavors exist. No, they're the British. That they've, no. they've yet to discover that. They owned they, they all. Disco- f- they owned all flavor. They didn't know it. Re- you know, they didn't know what they owned. Oh, they they knew. They just you know you couldn't enjoy yourself. Mm. Could, you couldn't Not be cutting into couldn't be cutting into your own supply. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Posset slowly circled the drain of history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the drain of history. Uh, this is like directly from the article, which I, the few articles I found, I have to mention at the end, but like they, they were really well written. I got to say, of course, vine pair was the first place I was like, okay, of course you have an article on this. <laughs> oh, the drain of, of history, constantly getting clogged with white supremacists. Hmm. Uh, the egg, <laughs> the eggnog began to rise. Uh, maybe because of the simplicity of the drink compared to the posset. Maybe because the odd pot did not carry well to the United States. It may also be a shifting of why people were drinking it. Posset started off as a curative, then evolved into something to drink for pleasure. Eggnog was a drink for parties at holiday times. Most bars at Christmas time would have a bowl of it warmed and ready to go, waiting for all. I'm, I was like, oh, so Posset was Malort. Oh, God. <laughs> A bowl of it warmed and waiting for all to just dump uh, have, straight in the toilet. No. Can you imagine uh, uh, like some some curds floating in your malort <laughs> that you heated up? Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, chunky malort if it could get oh. any worse. Oh, oh God. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> we're we're going gonna to pitch this idea in Chicago. I'm actually going to throw up. Yeah. It's oh. something. <laughs> the hell's wrong with Chicago? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh. Like the posset, the liquor that fueled the nog depended on what part of the country you were from. Same as Malort. <laughs> <laughs> Bourbon and rum would be popular in the South, while New England would enjoy brandy and rum. <sighs> Malort nog. And by some reports, the longer eggnog sat, the better it became. Alton Brown has a lovely recipe for aged eggnog that calls for the concoction to sit for up to a month. Of course, Alton Brown also has the benefit of refrigeration. Yeah. But also, get ready for Malort Nog. Oh, let's <laughs> just, like, can we stop that? Okay. Like, can we just stop all Malort? Can we stop its production? <laughs> uh, someone has to. <sighs> All right. Well, the use of eggs and cocktails was sharply curtailed uh, by the creation of the Food and Drug Administration. <laughs> about that in 1906. As they started digging into food safety, they saw there were some dangers in consuming raw eggs. I, I don't know what you're talking about. That's how you power yourself to run up steps. Exactly. Sylvester Stallone is wrong. I don't want to be right. Ah, salmonella was discovered. 
in the late 19th century. Ah, uh, Salmonella Fitzgerald. Oh, it is the most common foodborne illness related to eggs. While most of the bacteria is found on the shell, it is possible for the bacteria to slide its way into the yolk. To increase just, the safety of eggs in your cocktails, use pasteurized eggs. Picturing the uh, 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 salmonella doing the cha-cha slide into your into your <laughs> digestive tract. Into, out of. <laughs> <laughs> it is estimated that your chance of getting salmonella from a raw egg is exceptionally low, but never zero. <laughs> the FDA calculates that the risk of getting contaminated eggs is 1 in 40,000. Do you like those odds? I mean, if I if I'm eating forty thousand eggs <laughs> raw, we, uh, my aunt and uncle kept chickens, and we would just go out and get eggs. So that's that. When I I hear that, I go, look, I've rolled that dice a lot in my childhood. <laughs> they were my babysitters. Yeah, I remember going uh, out and uh, clearing the mice out of the chicken coop, and our. Mm-hmm. Uh, our reward, Shoot. our reward Get was getting to eat all the eggs that we could gather out of there. The uh, chickens were not fans of this. <laughs> chickens didn't get a say in it. The, uh, uh, uh what was the the? Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the the. Oh, I'm wondering because uh, this makes me remember that. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> refrigerate your eggs in America. If you're not in America, let them sit a while. You'll probably be fine. <laughs> Room your eggs fine. Mm-hmm. Well, no, just mean like because your eggs will have a wax on them. Yeah, if they're not pasteurized and like basically fresh eggs, you can they're just you can just have them sit on the counter for a while. Don't yeah. wash them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, as long uh, as you uh, or the bar you are drinking at is taking good care of the egg, you really don't have much to worry about. The biggest risk of illness uh, is to the elderly or those with a compromised immune system. Isn't it always? I mean, that's just life. Did you that's get to... <laughs> so the sentence after that was like the perspective part for the statistic. I just thought that was interesting. I was like, well, I didn't realize salmonella is that rare, but it was like a perspective. Your chance of choking to death on a piece of food is one in 4,000. To death. And I salmonella is one in 40,000. Not just choking, but choking to death. Yeah. It's not counting some, you know, Dr. Heimlich coming up with his maneuvers. <laughs> There's your a bingo hand. cards. And the fist. Hoochie, hoochie, hoochie. Hoochie, lobster. <laughs> the best special ever. Ava, Ava, I've invented a maneuver. What are you, a bloody tank general now? <laughs> And they will be famous again. in restaurants. <laughs> you know, we, we need to this. check out the rights or, or whatever the case is for that and like just do like a share play, whatever <laughs> it's called, and just watch it as like a special thing, mm-hmm. you know, as mm-hmm. all together. <sighs> so in food, eggs have long been used as a binding agent to hold together otherwise slobby casseroles, emulsify sauces such as hollandaise and mayonnaise, and leaven foods such as souffles and meringues. One egg to rule them all. One egg to find them. One egg to, to bring them all. And in the darkness, bind the, the casserole. 
<laughs> and the casserole bind them. There you go. Oh, uh, just don't, don't give Jessica White no sloppy eggs. Uh, Casey, after uh, uh, you were on the 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 trip in college up, uh, like in the 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 choir up to uh, 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 the Northeast, right? Yeah, where every breakfast was a casserole. <laughs> yes, it's why I can't even a lasagna. Look, I can't. Yeah, I can't even look at a casserole anymore. Someone says it's like no. Please, no. <laughs> Anything else? Wow. Uh, well, when it comes to using eggs, egg whites in cocktails, the application is most similar to the uh, souffle and meringue example. When making a French meringue, i.e. an unheated meringue, <laughs> air is beaten into a mixture of egg whites, <laughs> sugar, a stabilizing acid, typically cream of tartar or lemon juice, and vanilla extract to create a fluffy, voluminous foam, which is used to top pies and other desserts. That's right. Beat the whites. <laughs> Beat them. Uh, when air is incorporated into the protein molecules in egg whites, the proteins unwind and stretch to form an elastic web that encases the air bubbles, giving a meringue its characteristic wispy texture. Encased. Uh, <laughs> More importantly, though, is how and when to mix with egg whites to ensure that you're using them safely and in the right drink formats. When making a cocktail with an egg white, a similar chemistry is at play um, to create the, si- the signature silky texture uh, lent by the air whipped, as in like shaken egg whites. So um, this is a, a quote from one of the bartenders from this article that was interviewed, but um, egg whites add a foam texture, mouthfeel, and volume to a cocktail. They soften the edge of, our, of sour drinks and make them feel lighter. And they also make drinks look great. Like a uh, whiskey sour, shaken, not stirred. <laughs> the, the, my head, I was going with. So do you shake them before or after they come out of the chicken? Do you just like hold, start shaking the chicken vigorously? <laughs> That's... Is it worse or better than a shaken baby? <laughs> Good lord! Depends. Is the uh, egg fertile? Is is the egg? You have to check the egg if it's fertilized. Mm. Uh. Anywho, so uh... <laughs> also depends if the Catholic Church is involved. <laughs> you know, you never hear them talking anything about uh, about chicken eggs. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so when mixing egg drinks at home. Make sure that the egg is fresh and both your hands and the egg shell are clean. You can either, quote, dry shake or, quote, reverse dry shake. The whoa, dry- whoa, whoa. That was one time in college. And- <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a weird term, I gotta say. Uh, the dry shake is pretty simple. Put all the ingredients except for ice into your shaker cover tightly and shake like a madman to incorporate the egg white and whip it into a nice froth. I know. Like I said, no, I just want, I wanted, I wish, oh, I wish we could have had the cut. You go from that to, uh, venture brothers when it keeps going around and everyone's trying to explain to each other what a rusty venture is. (laughs) (laughs) They're called, they're like calling everyone. They, they get shore leave involved. They end up calling the guild of calamitous intent and, (laughs) They 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 never until finally I think Rusty Venture himself is the one that has to do like it's named for me. 
No, I he know didn't know it. That's like, he's oh, like he's appalled yeah. at this. He's like, "Why is oh, this named right. after me?" Because <laughs> like, no, it's when you you know you shove your bare arm all the way up a man's ass. <laughs> uh, see, all I was thinking of is as you're doing this, you need to play um, jumping the line as you're shaking. Like, shake, <laughs> shake, shake, Sonora, shake oh. your body line. That is, re- yeah, that might be a requirement they forgot here. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so... Uh, Just like when you make a martini, you look at a, a dry martini, you look at the picture of the man who invented vermouth while you stir. Exactly. So yeah. they've apparently been listening to that song and singing it at uh, school because Emmett, for whatever reason, I can't remember what song it is, it doesn't even have like the same rhythm or time or anything. He will start... He just like stops in the middle of the refrain and starts singing jump on the line and i'm like what <laughs> like what what's going on i was like just, i'm okay with this but he just stopped looking at you and go jump in the line take <laughs> your body in time okay i believe you pretty much yeah <laughs> i haven't yet to see this actually oh it's great okay. it, this maybe they just put on beetlejuice for them one day i really hope it's that option because i don't know <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he would uh yeah he was Okay. It was that's, terrified that's a, that's of the skeleton decorations at uh, the craft store today. Well, there's no skeletons in in Beetlejuice that I recall. This is if you're wondering, this is the the state of the cats now. Like there's, <laughs> you cannot give them enough affection. Okay. Um, <laughs> leapt into laps and are are commandeering the show. Uh, so yeah, after the uh, the froth occurs, uh, add ice for a second round of shaking to prop. Don't don't eat that. To properly chill the drink, the that's, that's <laughs> what I need when I'm frothing. Yeah. Uh, the reverse dry shake is similar, but provides a uh, a less wait provides, provides for, for less dilution. Uh, you put all your ingredients, including the ice, but excluding the egg white into your shaker and give it a classically vigorous cocktail shake. Then you strain out the ice and add the egg white into the shaker, shaking ridiculously vigorously to incorporate. Pour your eggy cocktail into a cocktail glass and observe the tightly knit smoothie, smoothie eggy foam in all its protein packed glory. To prevent infection, make sure the ends of your funnels are well lubricated. (laughs) uh, Wait, what? (laughs) Indeed. So, the evolutionary curve of the egg was not intended to be a delicacy. It was intended to feed a baby animal until it had enough size and strength to break out of the protective shell. To that end, there has to be a lot of power shoved into a little package. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, are a lot str- there are long strands of protein tightly wound through the egg, ready yeah, to feed is. the hungry baby. That density makes the egg pretty viscous and a little off-putting to drink on its own. Mm. Fortunately for us, the bonds that keep the proteins together are not very strong. They can be broken by heating them up, whisking them, adding acid like citrus or alcohol, or shaking the hell out of it. (laughs) Uh, As they unwind, they expose both water-loving, hydrophilic, and water-hating hydrophobic ends creating a web that traps air in place that's shake what, it like a british nanny <laughs> that's like why a I, picture. that's where i was going hey yeah, yeah. i mean that's yeah uh that, 
That's why the good beating will make meringue, like scrambled eggs, fluffy red. I know. This is, this is bad. Uh, or the thick foam on top of a cocktail. So, um, you, yeah. You must be careful. Too much heat uh, or beating the egg will tighten the web and force all the air out, eliminating the foam and making an egg you can bounce off the floor. <laughs> The yolk and uh, has a neat trick that's helpful in the kitchen as well. It acts as a great emulsifier, allowing oil and water to mix. The lecithin in the yolk brings the two incompatible liquids together, allowing you to add a variety of oils into a cocktail. I'm just picturing like putting the egg, uh, the egg yolk in there, and water and oil just go. <laughs> he died too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man. <laughs> Wasn't my intent, but I did remember like a mid mid dreamweaver. <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it goes. That's how it go that's how it'll go from now on. So like, oh yeah, he did. Well, if we move on to some recipes, we can talk about the whiskey sour from Trevor Ferrama. Featured on Modern Rogue. I think this is when we all were like, wait, you put eggs in a whiskey sour? That, yeah, that was saw. the one that you got, you made, Casey, for us that time. And we were like, what? Uh, we all went. You made it for what you guys. I don't drinking? think I was there. Right, yeah. It was just a, it was us too. I forget why. I don't we know. Probably one town. of the times we went to mom and dad's or something. But It was uh, holidays. Ah, okay, yes. And I believe Bob was still like en route or something. Um, that makes sense because I think yeah. we had uh, hot, hot butter brums too. We so. we were doing we were doing the buttered rum. We were doing the 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 hot Christmas drink episode. Mm. That's right. Makes sense. But yeah. Well, but for this Delicious. whiskey sour, you're going to start with two ounces of a good whiskey in a shaker tin. Pour in three quarters of an ounce of heavy simple syrup. That's a uh, heavy simple syrup is instead of one to one it's going to be a two-to-one mm. ratio of sugar to water. Mm. Uh, cut a lemon in half, squeeze half that lemon over the strainer into your tin. Then you're going to crack open an egg, separate out the egg whites, and then dry shake the egg whites with a lateral motion for 10 seconds. You're going to mix your alcohol and froth egg whites into your tin and then add a cup of ice. Shake vigorously for less than 10 seconds, breaking down the proteins. Pour and then garnish with a maraschino cherry, preferably. Luxardo. Mm, yep. Ooh, I mean, you can get some of those uh, uh, bourbon cherries, though. Mm. Yeah, that was it. Was pretty tasty. Moving to a Ramos Gin Fizz. Oh. Start with two ounces of gin and three to four drops of I, orange blossom water. I read this initially as Stamos Gin Fizz. <laughs> it's like John Stamos. Yeah, I mean, why not? Drink of choice. We're going to take one large egg and get the white from it. It's going to be about an ounce of egg white. A tablespoon of half and half, a tablespoon of fresh lemon juice, a tablespoon of fresh lime juice, that's your lemon-lime, and simple syrup, lemon-lime, simple syrup. That's your that's your sweet and sour mix right there. <laughs> Cup of ice, th- two tablespoons of soda water, and then your glass is going to be a tall rocks glass or a highball, and no garnish, no additional ice other than what? You know, I, you're using there. I respect the hell out of any drink that says no garnish. <laughs> it's an emergency. No, that's that's less than three ingredients. <laughs> uh, 
also it's like oh some fresh lemon juice some fresh lime juice and simple syrup what if i just pour in a sprite i that's literally the thought that came into my head (laughs) also orange blossom water because that's just around like that's just a thing that you're getting that i will i will say a sprite was my my cheat for uh mojitos because i would just go like I'm not, I'm lazy. Like, I, it was like last minute someone's asking them, like in the middle of like six things, I just go, they're getting Sprite. There you go. Live your life. Metal, 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 metal. Yeah. Metal, 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 metal. Yeah. No. No. Nobody, nobody listened to the Mojito song? I, I know the song you're talking about, but also, uh, I, I'm just thinking that the bartenders are, are going to seize the means of production and <laughs> throw off the muddling oppressors. Well, if you don't want to drink that, uh, that takes a lot of fuss. Then maybe the Ramos Gym Fizz will, yeah, will be the one that you go there. You just pour the ingredients, uh, except for the soda water, because that's just a mess, uh, into a done. mixing tin without the ice. Done that before, by the way. It's very funny. <laughs> shake hard for thirty seconds, then add your ice. Shake for another thirty seconds, and pour into the rocks glass. Uh, then you top it off with soda. Um, and uh, by pouring that soda into the tin, rinsing the tin out with the soda water, and then pouring that into the glass. If you get a good seal on your mixing tin over your your glass, and you've got like a soda water or a, a something in there, and you shake it like that, when you hit that edge to to knock it loose, that thing goes flying. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture <clears throat> it like a, a champagne bottle, only instead of the cork <clears throat> flying, the whole champagne bottle shoots out of your hands. <laughs> He's like, oh, hoppa. <laughs> uh, yeah. With uh, our last cocktail, it's going to be the Chicago Fizz cocktail, uh, where we take an ounce of dark rum, classic Chicago <laughs> beverage, uh, an ounce of ruby port, half ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice. Don't, don't even. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> port is significantly better than the Lord. <laughs> Ain't uh. happening. Uh, half an ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice, a half teaspoon of superfine sugar, one egg white, and three to four ounces, three to five ounces of club soda. To taste, you're going to shake everything except for <laughs> your, your club soda. Everything except for your club soda again without ice. Then you're going to fill it with ice, shake vigorously for another 30 seconds, strain into a chilled Collins glass, and top with club soda. Serve and enjoy. It actually sounds pretty The picture looked very interesting, too, but it, it, yeah, I'm intrigued by this one. What makes the sugar super fine? Is it just very attractive? Is it dynamite? (laughs) That's it, yeah. (laughs) Also, for some reason, I saw the Collins glass, and I was... Chilled wasn't the word. It was definitely Phil Collins glass, and I was like... (laughs) (laughs) That's not what that says. It's what it is now. (laughs) Phil Collins glass. Serve the glass, and you just go, You'll be in my heart. Oh, yeah. Well, <sighs> speaking of which, <laughs> sparkling muscatel, one of the finest wines of Idaho. Uh, would you taste it for us, please? <clears throat> Excellent choice. Should be for ninety-five cents. So I gotta say, uh, destination D twenty-three was today. And they use the Muppets as the vehicle to announce everything. And they just kept mm-hmm. saying, they'd be like, we're going to hear more from the Muppets later. And I was like, 
are we announcing a new Muppets attraction? <laughs> no. It was just a big cock tease the whole time. They're just trolling just, people. Yeah, I was just like, what What the F are we even doing here? We know the Muppets are like a crowd favorite, and we're just <laughs> never going to give you more of them mm-hmm. in the parks. Never. And I'm just like, revamp Muppet Vision 3D. Give it, Redo uh, Rock and Roller Coaster with Electric Mayhem. Come on. <gasps> we still have to finish the rest of that series. That was we do. really good. We do. Sometime when our child is not conscious because he does not care for it. Yeah. Does he not like the Muppets? It's more he's still just not about the live action stuff, you know? He's all animated all the time. That's We had the discussion earlier. I was like, the boy's at the right age. We need to be watching Ghostbusters. Although, she's like, I'll, I don't think he's going to sit through it. You started with uh, the, the real Ghostbusters animated. That's how I started. I started with the Ghostbusters. Mostly just because you needed to get, like, I was just saying, like, for a small child at his age, it's like, eh, there's some jokes he's not going to get. Yeah. That's just all of it. <laughs> well, that's true. That's 90s almost, animation. <laughs> Half of it was for adults. Almost really messed up today because the kids were outside and I had Jaws. I started to play Jaws on Netflix yeah. today. And uh, Frank walked in right as it was getting ready to be, like, a bad scene. When I was like, like seven, I had, it was the only time I had a birthday party where it was like a sleepover. And that's what we did was I had my dad rent Jaws and we watched Jaws. God. <laughs> Go into the movie rental place. <sighs> Sorry, just makes me feel a billion years old. That's all I did as a kid. Yeah, I know. I got kicked out of the whatever... It was it's the save a lot now. I don't know what it used to be, but they have a little movie uh, rental section. Yeah, and I yeah. rang up a massive tab, and that was barred from ever renting movies again. Uh, I was thinking of uh, I like it was just every week it would be we'd rent a movie and we'd watch we'd watch a movie and I'd rent a video game. What, what was played, your video game of choice? Oh, I played. I it was just, it was a different thing every week. Oh, uh, I I went through about every. Although that said, Toe Jam and Earl was one of my favorite rentals. Oh yeah, one of my Earthworm Jim. Oh, I owned Earthworm Jim, so that one. Yeah, we ran that bad boy to death. My rental of choice was uh, Jurassic Park for the NES. Mm. <sighs> anyway, what have we been drinking? <laughs> Not what did we rent when we were children. Uh, well, I'll do the anticlimactic and go first on this one because I don't, I don't even have a water in front of me right now. <gasps> Casey's no. dry; it's a bone. I am dry. Casey's saving Just it all like, for Disney. That's right. I've got to, I've got to keep this liver fresh and healthy before we <laughs> head off to Epcot and flounder around the world. Spend yeah, some money. No, yeah, flounder around the world. That's that's the better description of it. <laughs> I, I didn't realize Little Mermaid was had a, had a presence at Epcot. Oh, it does. No, never mind. That's Nemo. Hmm. Oh yeah, at the seas. Yep, fish. Um. Okay. K- Casey's being sober. All right. Well. Um. Uh, over here, I started with uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest uh, seasonal seasonal classic. We grabbed the uh, fall variety pack, which is I'm going to call it a banger this year. It's not mm. a lot of like flavored things. It's just a lot of like hardcore. You're like, no, good. these these hit the season. Perfect. These are good. These are good beers. It's the one. There's the one pumpkin one, and then everything else is just a different. You know, that, I think there's no Boston lagers in it. 
Yeah, there isn't. That's the other thing. That's like mm. straight, like the first pack that's no Boston Lagers. I was like, respect. Yeah, yeah. That, like they they heard. They didn't give me the Fest beer back, which mm. is my biggest complaint. I was like, no, you had a true Fest beer for one year. I get doing a. I understand kind of an idea behind putting a Boston Lager in there, though, because if you're if you're you're it, it's your go, you know. If you want a baseline while you're trying out these other ones, it is there to give you taste comparison. However, we've all had a Boston Lager. Or 30. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's uh, move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't need the Boston Lagers anymore. Take them out of the packs, Sam Adams. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, start off with one of those to warm through the night, and then I think Brittany has our closer. You have the can. It was something Casey brought back for us forever ago. Mm. If you can oh, yeah. read it for mm. the uh, for the audio audience. PM Dawn. Um, little, coconut PM Dawn. I don't know if that's like a different. A, but... a little brewery called Trillium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You may, you I may saw, have heard of them. I saw that flower on the yeah. Uh, on the can, I was like, ooh. American stout with cold brewed coffee. And coconut. You know, they've they've yeah. got a couple of good stouts I've had from them. It's, oh, this is, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I also love a good coconut stout. It's real. Coconut good. stout or coconut porter. Mm. Look, we were going coconut or we were going bourbon barrel aged oatmeal stout from Flying Dog. Which I snagged uh, one of the last bottles of they had at Party Source because this was, you know, pre sellout. So I'm like, oh, I love Flying Dog. It, it tastes. It has a um, a toasted coconut vibe. Like I'm getting like a a roasty kind of thing with the whole thing. I think like the coconut plus the cold brew. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm. It's, so, it's and the, really good. And it should be said, this thing is not fresh, <laughs> and it tastes <laughs> delicious. Like, well, given that it's a stout, I think you know, like I got, they got away with it. You, you know? Fresh, this would have been flavor country because it's already flavor country. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, fresh. Well, like, I would need to change my pants. Uh, there been Baba Day in there. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, I have been drinking some bourbon. I've been drinking some Evan Williams uh, 1783. All right. Showed up in a box uh, that was delivered by my roommate from someone someone he saw when mm. he was visiting. Uh, now, Casey sent me up a bunch of stuff, uh, and this was among it. And I was like, you know what? I'm breaking into some of that today. I didn't have an egg to make a, a proper whiskey sour. I didn't want to go to the store. So we'll at least do the whiskey part. Mm. We were almost at that point too. Like yeah, I was Brittany like, was like, we've that's got the day this. that we've had. She's got this and this, and I was like, "Well, how about we say screw the egg and <laughs> screw the other stuff, and we just drink the bourbon?" Yeah. So we're almost there. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Uh, today's op- episode has been uh, uh, written by Brittany, using sources from uh, "Why Is There an Egg in My Cocktail" from Vine Pear. Uh, 
why, how, when, and uh, why, how, and when to use egg and cocktail whites from Liquor.com, the history of egg cream soda from Imbibe magazine, the history of egg cocktails unscrambled uh, uh, from Alcohol Professor. Yeah, it, I was also like, "There's an Imbibe magazine. Look at that." Okay. Mm. <laughs> why don't we not have a subscription to this? Mm. We need to remedy that. You do Imbibe that. I wonder if it's just online now. Probably. Yeah, and it's going to be like Brewbound. Hey, guess what? It's going to be an astronomical sum. Yeah. This is a this is actually a, an art piece that you put on your table, not a <laughs> not a magazine. They're different. <laughs> but if you are into free stuff, you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com and follow us at Have a Drink Show on social media and twitch.tv slash YouTube now. Yeah. <laughs> <Slash> YouTube. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com, or you can use the feedback page on the website. Uh, uh, they'll be uh, the rest of the group will be near the ocean soon, near ish. They're gonna be in Florida, so uh, you know, you toss your messages in a bottle, send an SOS to the world. Send it there you go. We'll send the children out to gather the bottles. <laughs> yeah, that'll work well. Uh, just a reminder to uh, please drink responsibly, everybody. Yeah, as be safe. always. Yes. Well, you can check us out. Uh, yeah, it'd definitely be another couple of weeks. I was like, wait, time. It'll be yes. it'll be a while because we're. Uh, the the vacation will interrupt our regular broadcast program. I think next. Look, to be honest, That's by the true. time this gets published, it's going to be like a month after the vacation. Whoa! I'm just Ouch. saying, like our publication schedule is different than our record schedule. Yes, <laughs> but still, ouch. Ah, <laughs> uh, anywho. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, either way, check us out. When this comes up, the video will probably be up sooner because it, I don't even know anymore how, what's easier and what's not. Uh, so, uh, but I do want to check, besides the Patreon that we normally mention, I want to ch- say check out haveadrinkstore.com because I realized today how many different new products that they have on, on the site that we use for the store. And I'm going to be making some things. So, <laughs> I want the coffee, uh, the coffee tumbler and i want to get one that just says this wine chair sucks (laughs) there's there's a lot of things i can just show up anywhere and just like no this lion chair sucks so (laughs) once again i'm Brittany the walker i'm justin frazier i'm christopher walker and i'm casey price we'll see you next time bye guys bye you guys Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs> it's a problem. I can't move.